Hey, beautiful souls, it's Rebecca. Welcome back to another episode of Lyric and Letter. I am so glad you're joining me today for what's going to be a soul-stirring dive into one of the most impactful worship songs in recent times. It's The Blessing, performed by Carrie Joby, Cody Carnes, and Elevation Worship. Now, for those of you who want to immerse yourselves in the full experience, this song, as well as others we've done, is available on our YouTube and Spotify playlist. Just head on over to lyricandletter.com forward slash playlist and let the spirit within this powerful worship song move you. Now, let me share a little something as to why this song is so close to my heart. You see, my mom who's my spiritual anchor, prays something similar to the blessing over her children and her grandchildren nearly every day. It's become more than a ritual. It's about passing on a legacy. It's at the center of where we feel enveloped by God's grace and peace. So this song, it's personal, very personal. So today, we're going to travel back in time, figuratively speaking, to dive into the rich history of the ironic blessing in the verse and chorus of the song. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or tea as we're putting on our spiritual hiking boots and journey through scripture to uncover the layers of this blessing that has been spoken over God's people over a millennia. Are you ready? Okay, let's dive in. Now, imagine standing on the edge of an expansive desert. The sky is a blazing canvas of oranges and purples as the sun dips below the horizon. You can feel the warm, gritty sand beneath your feet, your sandals nearly swallowed up with each step you take. The air all around you is dry and dusty. It tossles your hair and grazes your face, as if whispering some ancient secret known only to the winds of time. Now, imagine being an Israelite. You're part of an entire nation, bursting with newfound freedom and anticipation, yet weighed down by a growing sense of uncertainty. The Egyptian army was vanquished. Pharaoh's tyranny is a fading memory. The Red Sea parted and crossed. Yet here you are in a harsh, unforgiving wilderness. You begin to wonder, where will we find food or water? Are we safe? Is God with us? Murmurs of doubt spread through the camp like wildfire, even as manna descends from the heavens and water flows from a rock. A cloud of spiritual amnesia blankets the congregation. You forget the miracles and the divine interventions. Instead, your stomach grumbles and your lips are parched. You're tempted to think that maybe, just maybe, Egypt wasn't so bad. Suddenly, the symphony of creation seems to die down for a moment 
as God turns his attention towards your dread. You are his beloved children. Yes, you are prone to fear, doubt, and even bouts of rebellion, but you're also the apple of his eye. He can no longer stand on the sidelines of heaven as you spiral into despair. He knows you need more than just physical sustenance. You need emotional assurance. You need spiritual peace. And most importantly, you need a blessing. One that goes soul deep and generations wide. So God speaks. He calls upon Aaron, the high priest, your spiritual intermediary. You watch as Aaron lifts his arms, his priestly garments shimmering in the waning light, the gemstones on his ephod catching the last rays of the sun. As you cast your gaze towards Aaron, the man who is about to declare God's blessing over you, you might wonder, who is this man that should pronounce God's favor over an entire nation? Aaron is not just any Israelite. He's the brother of Moses, and he holds the honored title of high priest. He and his descendants, the Levites, were chosen by God as the spiritual shepherds of Israel. Dressed in garments that are as intricate as they are symbolic, these are the men who stand in the gap between a holy God and a sin-prone people. Their role is risky, even life-threatening. They perform sacrifices, carry the Ark of the Covenant, and manage the tabernacle, God's earthly dwelling among his people. The stakes are high, and even a single misstep can bring divine judgment and even death. Yet, Aaron stands undeterred. Why? Because he knows that in serving as a conduit for God's blessings, he plays a pivotal role in connecting you to the heart of the Father. The camp falls silent, every eye fixed, every heart open, and then divine words fill the air. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In that instance, you feel a peace that passes all understanding. The worries of the wilderness fade, eclipsed by the eternal light of God's favor. You are blessed you are kept, and you are deeply, deeply loved. Still standing there, enveloped in the profound atmosphere of Aaron's holy declaration, let's take a moment to walk through what this blessing entails. These are not just words, but a transformation of God's children. The word bless is our first stop. The Hebrew word is barak, and it envelops so much more than what we often think. 
It's as if God is bestowing upon you an array of divine gifts and virtues. Kind of like a parent lavishly preparing a backpack for their child's first day of school. So take a moment to reflect on that. Barak means a divine empowering for goodness and growth. Now, keep is the Hebrew word shamar, which means to guard or protect. Now, imagine God as a vigilant night watchman, pacing back and forth in front of your dwelling, ensuring you and your family are safe from harm. Shamar is God's active, vigilant protection over you. Let's spend a moment with the idea of face. In the Hebrew culture, the term isn't merely a description of a physical feature. It holds a deeper, more symbolic meaning. It encapsulates the essence of a person. When Aaron's blessing says that God's face will shine upon you, we're invited into a richer, fuller understanding of who God is. But let's not skip over a fascinating contrast. The Bible tells us in Exodus that Moses asked to see God's face. God said no one can see his face and live due to his overwhelming holiness. The same God who told Moses that his face was too holy to be seen is saying through Aaron's blessing, I will make my face shine upon you. It's like God is breaking through the barriers that could keep us apart. Even though he's the God who created the universe and sustains all life, he longs to share with us the essence of who he is. He desires not just a transactional relationship, but an intimate one. Now the word gracious is hinon in Hebrew, a word brimming with kindness you didn't earn and don't deserve. It's like receiving a random gift on a Tuesday for no reason at all. Only the gift is from God, and it's perfect. Now, earlier we spoke about how face in Hebrew signifies the essence of God himself. But notice there are two separate actions here. God turning his face towards you, and God making his face shine upon you. First, let's focus on turn his face towards you. In ancient times, when a king turned his face away, it often meant you were not in favor. But if he turned his face towards you, it was a sign of acknowledgement and favor. You see this in Esther. God turning his face towards you is like a tender affirmation, a divine nod that says, I see you, I know you. You have my attention. Then we have make his face shine upon you. Here, God isn't just acknowledging you. He's beaming down his divine approval, illuminating you with grace and transforming power. Now let's focus on the last word, peace, or shalom in Hebrew. Shalom is the warmth of God's countenance bathing you. 
This isn't just an absence of conflict. It's the fullness of God filling voids you didn't even know you had. This is God's holistic peace, a harmonious condition of the human existence that God originally designed in Eden, renewed in Christ, and promised for all eternity. Do you see how much is being said here? This blessing is life-transforming. Okay, let's journey back to the wilderness again. Let's draw a line from that desert of the past to the various wildernesses we find ourselves in today. Most of us aren't trudging through a physical desert, but aren't we still wanderers in some way? Perhaps your wilderness is a job that drains you, a relationship that's grown cold, or a prolonged battle with illness. Or maybe it could be struggling with depression, anxiety, or financial concerns while navigating this recession. Maybe it's the ceaseless whirlwind of social media, each ping and notification of another buzzing distraction stealing your peace. Do you get the image of your wilderness in mind? Now hold it up next to the ancient desert scene. Can you see that despite the centuries that separate them, both wildernesses are places of testing and trial? The challenges may look different, but the underlying human experience, the fear, the uncertainty, the hope, is strikingly similar. The Israelites had their hardship, and so do we. They had their questions, and we have ours. However, this is where the line we've drawn becomes a circle. We loop back to that blessing Aaron spoke, because those same words are being pronounced over your life right now, right where you are. God will bless you and keep you even in your seemingly never-ending work weeks. His face will shine upon you, cutting through the darkness of your worries and doubts. He will be gracious to you, pouring out grace upon grace, even when you feel unworthy. His face is turned towards you, so you may have peace amidst your hustle and restlessness. God himself is speaking these promises over you as clearly as Aaron spoke them over the Israelites. This blessing is neither confined to the history books nor limited to those who can navigate life's trials without stumbling. It's a living, breathing promise to you, a timeless assurance that no matter where you find yourself, in a desert, in a jungle, in an emotional maze, God is there, ready to bless, keep, guide, and uplift you. Now, take this moment and allow yourself to be present, completely present, right here, right now. Imagine your own wilderness fading away as if each note of the song is a brushstroke painting a new landscape around you, one where God's promises live, breathe, and embrace you 
in a love that never ends. When we listen to the blessing, let's not just hear it. Let's deeply, truly, and wholly receive it. Let's allow it to be the echo of God's voice in our wilderness, a reminder that we are never alone, never forsaken. We are loved, protected, and given peace today, tomorrow, and throughout all generations. Wow. My friends, what an incredible message we've received in just the verse and chorus of this song. Now, before we part ways, let's dig a bit deeper with some reflective questions centered around number six, 24 through 26. When you hear the words, the Lord bless you and keep you, how does that resonate with the wilderness you're currently walking through? Now, where in your life do you need to experience the warmth of God's countenance and his generous grace as seen in the line, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you? How can these ancient sacred words become your anchor amidst modern day storms? Are there any specific concerns or anxieties you can surrender to this promise? Now, let's enter into a moment of prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we stand in awe of you and your incredible love for us. Your words spoken through Aaron still echo in our hearts today as a beautiful song of worship. We ask you, Lord, to bless us and keep us in our individual wildernesses. May your face shine upon us, radiating warmth in the cold corners of our lives. Shower us with your grace, especially where we feel the least deserving. Turn your loving gaze towards us, God, bringing serenity to our chaotic worlds. We long to be in your presence, letting your words not just be sung by our lips, but lived out in our lives. We pray all this in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on this adventure through the wilderness. To continue this journey, be sure to check out our deeper dive devotional at www.lyricandletter.com forward slash devotional. This free guide is designed to carry you even closer to the heart of God through these words of blessing. If you found value in what we're sharing here, you can support us by visiting www.lyricandletter.com forward slash shop. There we have merchandise designed to inspire and encourage you in your daily walk of faith. And a portion of each purchase helps us pay for the software we use for this podcast. Now, in our next episode, we will be continuing our study of the blessing by diving into the bridge, talking about generational blessings. Trust me, you will not want to miss this. Until then, have a beautiful day in the Lord, and God bless.